This is Talking Events, a podcast series interviewing leaders in the business-to-business events industry. Event insights, career help, and discussing the changing face of events. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into Media Talks. Today I'm going to be speaking with Rob Porter, who is the Head of Events and Member Engagement at the Institution of Mechanical Engineers. Today, Rob's going to be talking to me about management, the skills that make a good manager, the qualities you need to be a manager, and how to progress your career into management, and whether or not you should. So, Rob, talk to me, if you could, just talk to me a little bit about your career background. So, Mm. talk about your journey coming up into your current role. Mm. So like a lot of people, I fell into uh, conferences by accident. Um, I went for, a, uh, I went for a, a meeting with a recruitment consultant when I was a graduate. And uh, I'd never heard of the events industry before. I'd never heard of conferences. I certainly hadn't heard of conference production. The conversation I had with the consultant was quite, um, was quite interesting. And I remember thinking, this sounds like a really good job. And I'd quite like to be a conference producer. So, um, so I started my career many years ago now at EMAP when it was um, one, of the, one of the world's biggest media companies. So I started there as a conference producer and quickly, um, within a year, progressed to being a senior conference producer. I stayed at EMAP for three years. Um, then I took a, um, uh, a short career break where I went and did a master's degree. And then I came back into, back into the conferences fold at Reed Business Information for six years. I was a senior conference producer there. Within a couple of years, I'd, I'd um, taken on a couple of new conference producers that I'd managed myself, and then I became a portfolio manager. After that, I um, uh, went to a, a conference company called Waterfront, where I spent a year there as the director of conferences. And since uh, 2017, I've been at the Institution of Mechanical Engineers as head of events, running a, a substantial portfolio of about 110 events per year. So it's been a an interesting journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. And from your experience, obviously you worked your way up in lots of different production roles. Actually, it certainly mm. wasn't a jump from producer, senior producer, management. Mm. Um, talk to me about what characteristics you think make conference producers successful. Well, I think you've got to be you've got to be tenacious. That's the um, number one um, thing I would say. Um, you can't just settle for um, that's good enough. You've got to be fearless. You, you can't be afraid of the phone. You can't be afraid of people who are more senior than you. And you can't be afraid of people who have a different approach or have a different um, way of looking at things. You've just got to sort of jump in there and uh, try the best kind of content and talent and speakers as you can. I would say that the third, the third successful characteristic has got to be humility. It's very easy to make a few research calls and think that you're an expert on a subject, but actually you've, um, you, you've, got to, you've got to remember that the people that you're speaking to, you know, they've worked in these industries for a very long time. You need to give them time to talk and you need to let the, um, you need to let the content for your event flow out of their conversations, not what you, what, what you think filling in the gaps. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's so accurate because when you have a focus and a goal, mm. I think you know, most of the producers do are very goal focused, very mm. you know focused on achieving. It can be so easy to lose sight of that. That's sort right. Of bigger picture, make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you need to remember why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then from obviously all your experience that you've had, and looking at producers that you see today, what do you think is the one thing that 
conference producers now should be doing but aren't if they're sort of focused on developing? Yeah, um, it's very easy um, to forget as a conference producer that what you're creating is going to turn up into an event. Um, you've got to put yourself in the delegate's shoes. You've got to think, what would I be thinking and feeling right now if I was sitting through this program, sitting through these um, activities? Would I be engaged? Uh, would, it, would this be too much content without, without a break? Where's the networking element? You've got to you've got to remember that it's um, an event is an experience, and there's increased importance on the attendee experience now in events. And you can't afford to lose sight of that as a conference producer, who is, after all, setting the agenda for a for an event. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I'm, I quite often get that with people where they're really, really content focused. It's really mm. great in terms of the content, but it's almost like they forget that again it's a product it's an event it has yeah. to they have to, be able to sell it that's right um, yeah and i think that's the biggest feedback i get from hiring managers so i'm just not seeing people who necessarily like their research is amazing mm. next level but it's how being able to translate that into something that yeah buy. yeah that's right so that's a, that's i guess there's two different things there so there's yeah. um there's the content uh translating that into something that is a product that can be sold but there's also um, the next stage along from that is once you've convinced someone to, to buy your product, you've got to think about how they're going to use it and what the experience is going to be on the day. So um, I think I, I've, I remember running, uh, uh, putting together an agenda for an event where, where there was this panel discussion with seven panelists and it, 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 it was, ended up being ridiculous and sprawling. But I, I was so pleased to be getting these great. <laughs> speakers in it was uh it ended up um i lost sight of the fact that that's got to be something that these people are going to have to take part in and actually <laughs> going to have to be watched by and listened to by attendees on the day so you've got to sort of follow that through from research to program writing to marketing to experience on the day and i think the conference producer needs to have all of those stages in mind mm. no absolutely and look, I speak to a lot of people all the time, and I'm sure you do too as well, who want mm. to progress, really ambitious, which is awesome. Um, management comes up a lot mm. in terms of, I want to progress into management, how do I get there? Mm. Um, sometimes I think a bit too early because I don't think management is necessarily all people think it's cracked up to be. Mm. But in your opinion, like, it would just be really helpful to know, like from your perspective, looking back, mm. what experiences did you have that you felt made you ready to take that step up into management? So... I um, took on my first uh, conference producer when I'd been a when I'd been producing for about three or four years. So I had had plenty of experience going through the production process, and I was quite lucky in that um, I had a very a very sort of staggered introduction to management. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired a new conference producer, and then I hired another one on top of that, and then managed a team of four managed a team of eight yeah. <laughs> managed a team of 17 so it's been yeah. quite a, a, a journey like that quite a sort of stage journey and not everyone will have that same experience so I was um, quite lucky there and I think what made me what made me push for that was the the belief that I had not exactly mastered but got to a point of being pretty proficient with the um, actual mechanics of conference production and felt like I could um, quite conceivably manage someone else and teach them mm. um, through, uh, you know, lead them through that process whilst also doing stuff myself. And I think I think it turned out to be 
to work out quite well. I know the producer that I hired is still in the industry today. Um, yeah, still working, uh, albeit over the other side of the world, but still working and still, you know, still uses the same um, hints and tips that I um, I gave her when um, when she started. Okay. Nice. Um, so, what would you say? So, in terms of that stepping up, what you know, I'm guessing it's a whole different field. What mm. do you wish you'd been told before you'd taken that step up into management that you weren't expecting? Yeah, um, yeah. Your life is full of um, of hindsight um, <laughs> situations, isn't it? I think the thing that I I wish I'd known when I first started managing people was that you don't have to have all the answers straight away. Mm. You shouldn't feel like that you're expected to come up with uh, the definitive response to a question that's posed to you in the moment. You can't possibly, in life, know the answers to every question that gets posed to you. And you can't also prepare for every question that's going to come up. It's okay to say, I don't know about that, but I will go away and find out and come back to you. Mm. I think, you know, Analogous to that, the thing that I don't think I really appreciated when I started being a manager was that people have different motivations and different drivers, and things that are very straightforward to one person are not necessarily going to be that um, to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, um, it's really crucial to uh, take time to get put yourself in people's shoes and understand why they why they're asking these questions, why they why they want you to do this, why they you know why they have an issue with this particular course of action or decision and i think that's a uh, really important mm. well it's a whole it's a whole other skill set that's the thing that's quite yeah. difficult about management because you could be an amazing producer mm. um but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a fantastic manager mm. I mean, if you're if you're someone who's you know obviously management isn't the only way you can progress your career especially in production there's mm. other ways you can go but so management is what would you say are three indicators to someone that are tangible that you could say right if you've developed these skill sets you're probably ready to take that step you're probably in a good position where Mm. you can be confident that you're going in the right direction okay well i think that you can't really get anywhere as a manager if you don't also act as a leader so you have to have some evidence that you're capable of influencing and um directing people even though they're not your direct reports so you need to have some presence. You need to be able to make an impact on people. And if you find that people, that you are able to do that with people, then um, that puts you in a very good position to be a people manager. I also think that it's important that you've, um, that you've got some project management experience. So that may be formal or informal. Running a project from start to finish is, um, is a really good introduction to management. So being able to keep track of what's going on in every stage that might be a, an event or it might be um, product projects at work. It could be something as simple as, um, I don't know, managing the um, decoration of a house or something like that. You know, you've got to understand what's involved in that and, and being able to manage the resources as well as the people um, involved in that process. So I think, yeah, that's, um, those are two things. And I think I mentioned this already, but a leader is not the same thing as a manager. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people quite often assume that all managers are leaders. That's not always the case. A leader is somebody who can inspire, somebody who can lead from the front. A manager is uh, somebody who's really good at allocating resources. The best managers are um, also leaders, and the best leaders are also managers. So I think that's um, an important thing to look into yourself and, and think, well, you know, um, have I got all these experience in all of these areas? And um, 
yeah, if so, then yeah, I'm, I think I'm ready for management. Then mm. it's, you know, obviously we've touched on this sort of previously, but it, it is a really hard job. And yeah. I think some of the feedback I kind of get from people in management roles is, you know, look, it's, it's hard sometimes because you don't get the same level of feedback on the work that you do. So you don't know necessarily yeah. how good a job you're doing. You know, sometimes when people move up, they are having to make difficult decisions, mm. often that involve people that were all the same level as them yeah. before they were promoted, which is quite challenging because you're kind of friends with people, but mm. it's a different mentality. I mean, for you, what did you find was one of the hardest things about stepping into that role? Yeah, um, that certainly happened to me because I was um, um, I was in a position where I had been a team member and then became the manager of that team. Mm. Um, it was a, a difficult transition because um, you have suddenly to um, you suddenly have a different relationship with everyone um, on your team. And yeah, it's not always going to be the easiest because changing people's mindsets or how they see you is not as straightforward as, as, um, no. uh, as you would like it to be. So I think there, it's really important to get the tone right. I think that's the right thing. You know, you've got to think, plan ruthlessly for your first meeting, mm-hmm. whether that's as a team or um, with an individual. Um, you've got to really think about how you're going to play it. You're going to think, got to think about where that meeting is. You know, are you going to make it a formal meeting? Is it going to be a, is it going to be a sit down with a chat and a coffee? I mean, I would probably advise something more informal, and then just talk, give the give the person an opportunity to talk to you about their job, and what what they do, and what they'd like to change, and what they think if they have suggestions for improvement. Make sure that people realise that they they are um, involved and that they are absolutely integral part of any kind of um, formal structure at work and should be able to influence change. And I think that um, people need to be prepared for a change in the way that people see you at work. It certainly feels, um, sometimes it feels a bit lonely at the top. You don't get included in the same level of banter in the office necessarily. Um, it's It's a different feeling and um yeah it's uh you've got to be ready for that and actually that's um you've got to understand that that's just natural and that's how people um act but um you've always got to have confidence and you've always got to have people that you can unwind with and and offload to uh and somebody to to advise you throughout your career Mm. um so in that sense yeah i think you've um you've got you've got to keep the same sort of structures that you had when you were an employee Mm. um you know in terms of social and and, and and professional structures, but you've just got to do that in a different level, a different area. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's not always the easiest transition to make, but you know, you'll get there in the end. You've, it's it's all about experience. Yeah, because I guess obviously the people that you were maybe friends or peers with before, mm. you're now more making those difficult decisions that sometimes yeah. affect them, and it's the unpopular choice, but it's the choice that has to be made. That's right. It's not a wish list type scenario. So I guess. In that way, when you sort of step into a more senior role, mm. it's good to maybe try and find like more mentors, people that are more senior that have gone through it. Yeah, I guess they'd be the ones to add more to you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I agree, and I think mentor, you know, finding a mentor, someone who can, who's not involved in your career, but can give you a um, a good, you know, good set of advice, impartial advice, really, really important. Made a huge difference to me having people throughout my career that I could talk to and meet up with and feel like I could run ideas by. Mm. No, absolutely. And look, one of the questions I get asked a lot when I speak to people um, working in production is, you know, I quite often get people saying, look, I want to step up into production. There's a bit of a mixed bag on this when I work with different clients. Some clients say to me, 
I don't really care how many years of experience they have. It just depends on how talented they are. Mm. Um, and then I'll consider them for this sort of role. And obviously getting any role where you're stepping up into management, quite often they only really advertise roles where you already need a manager mm. in the situation. I mean, what, what's your opinion on that? Because I'm kind of... I'm kind of the, the opinion that the more experience you have, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be fantastic as a manager, but it does lend itself to having more experiences so you feel so confident in what you're doing yeah. that you sh- should be able to give people advice. I, I kind of feel sometimes people want to step up prematurely yeah. and they're going to end up in a situation where, you know, maybe they haven't, they've only done it for two years, so it's really difficult to get yeah. a wealth of experience and advice properly. Yeah, I mean, there's two, there's two ways of looking at that. On the, on the one hand, experience is is the most single most important thing when hiring i would you know i would much rather see um a candidate's experience and um you know find get examples of that and talk candidates through how they would manage situations than than to hire someone who you know or to to see someone on paper who didn't have that experience but might you know might have a good uh, you know seem to have the right attitude i think experience usually wins out um on the other hand i wonder whether it is ever the right time to um, to make it to to jump into management. You know, you could always probably do with a bit more experience, mm-hmm. and the best way to get experience is by doing. So, um, if somebody does start um, working as a manager within a couple of years of doing the conference production job um, or whatever that may be, yeah, sure, there's going to be issues where they feel out of their depth uh, and um, moments where um, they might not make the best decisions. But at the end of the day. The longer they spend working in that job, and the lot more t- more times they have to work through those decisions and work through those those occasions, then um, the better people manager they're going to be at the end of it. So um, I think you 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 do have to. There does have to be a point where you take that plunge, mm. and then um, your experience kind of grows from that moment. Perfect. And um, sort of looking back at your career and how you got here today and all those mm. different experiences in management and as you said it's quite nice that it, it jumps in increments rather than going to mm. 17 people mm. um what would you say are some of the most defining moments in your career as a manager mm. okay so i think the obvious example will be where as a manager um working at read business information uh my team and i doubled the size of the um events business at um at that um at that particular brand we doubled the gross profit being brought in we launched our we launched events in new areas that had never been even considered before we embarked upon a process of selective strategic geocloning of events nearly all of those events that we launched are still running today and as the manager of that team obviously i couldn't work on it, each of those events and myself I, you know i had to rely on the team to do it but i feel that by by working with them and, and um managing these um ma- managing those producers through that it was uh, an achievement that I, I can be really proud of having having done and it's mm-hmm. um it's great to see these uh, events still running today and going from strength to strength and thinking actually you know it was under me that that, that team um, was able to achieve such uh, such good things and you know there's a sense of pride in that definitely yeah getting to build something that's yeah really successful exactly and, and has longevity yeah that's right yeah, yeah. so there's in it there is you know, there's a lot of innovation there. and there's a lot of um you know those decisions that you make you you don't in the events business you don't always have enough time to yeah. to, to to learn all the facts you know it's so fast-paced that you spend a lot of time 
you can spend a lot of time developing content and researching for an event, but um, you tend to prioritize that over, um, you know, ga gathering intel on any particular market. And sometimes you just have to take risks and it's knowing where those risks, where you can afford to take those risks and where you can't. That's what experience brings you. And that's where um, the really exciting bits of the um, events industry are. Perfect. Awesome, Rob. Thank you so much. Hey, you're very welcome, Charlie. Thank you. Agree? Disagree? Or have something to add? We would love to hear from you. Please email any comments to charlie at castletonclark.co.uk. Subscribe to Talking Events now and never miss an episode.